We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey everybody, welcome to the Rotowire Fantasy Football Podcast brought to you by WinBet. As always, our exclusive gaming sponsor for the Rotowire Podcast this football season. I'm Jeff Erickson here. My guest today is Jeff Parr from RT Sports. Jeff is in the top 20, the one of the finalists for the Scott Fishbowl Championship along with Rotowire's Peter Shanky. Uh, and happy to talk to Jeff. Jeff was in my league. He dominated our league. Now he's dominating throughout the playoffs. Jeff, welcome to the show. How are you doing? I'm great, Jeff. Thanks for having me on. Appreciate it. No problem. So what's the secret to your success? What got you uh, to the finals here? That's a great question. I, I, I just think it's my, my quarterback play has been huge. I had both Josh Allen and Joe Burrow on my roster and they oh, absolutely wow. had, you know, great seasons. Josh Allen's actually ranked first overall in scoring in this format. As everyone knows, the format's a little different with scoring. So, you know, you get points for first downs and stuff like that. So I have Aaron Jones, David Montgomery too which are actually sixth and seventh in scoring in this format too. So uh, those guys have really carried me most of the year. And then Adam Thielen had a great year before getting hurt late in the season. Mike Williams too had a great start to his season. Obviously he's faded down the stretch, but early in the year, he really helped me put up some points. And Brandon Cooks too is another player on my team. That's really been a, a great uh, get for me in the mid to later rounds because he's been really consistent, even in a bad Texans offense. Yeah, he has. Now, you didn't get to have him last week, uh, but you still pulled through okay. And I'm looking. You got Justin Jackson in his big week. That was that was pretty handy to have. Uh, you picked up Josh Palmer. He got scored a touchdown. Lazard scored a touchdown last week. You, you were able to find guys to replace those guys. And it, you also have you know, pretty good, a good tight end in Zach Ertz, who had a ton of targets on Saturday night, too. And this is a tight end boosted scoring league, so that came in pretty handy. Yeah, definitely. TJ Hawkinson actually was my number one tight end. I took yep. him with the fourth pick. So it's hurt miss, missing him late in the year, but kind of made up for that with some other pickups, like you mentioned. Uh, um, uh, Damian Harris also, I forgot to mention him. He's been huge. He scored three, oh, touchdowns, yeah. three touchdowns last week. So uh, my running backs are pretty solid. I have a lot of a lot of depth there that I think has really helped me, especially last week because I missed both Cooks and Williams, but I was still able – I put up a ton of points last week. It was my best week of the season. I picked a, a good time for that. I scored like 264 points, so that was crazy. So I, I picked a good time to go go all in. 
in this contest. Yeah, you did it without uh, T. Higgins. You know, I, I was like, okay, yeah, this is probably another T. Higgins guy. No, no, no T. Higgins. You did have Burrow, though. 525 passing yards does go a long way, tends to help. Um, and that's the thing is, like, and for people unfamiliar with the format, first of all, it's a super flex league. There's, you know, there's four total flexes, uh, so or five total flexes, I think. There's a lot of flex spots. It's boosted tight end scoring. There's penalties for interceptions, incompletions, bad quarterbacking generally, which is my team. I thought I could, you know, I, I – I waited on quarterback in this league and that did not work out so well. Um, I, sometimes it does. It didn't in this, this particular instance. Yeah. You can get killed if, if your quarterback has a bad day, I've definitely seen people get negative 13, 14 points and that's going to absolutely annihilate you. And that was my goal in this. This was actually the first time I've done this contest, the Scott fish. And my goal was to get uh, two quarterbacks on my roster after the first three rounds. Cause I didn't want to mess with the position. I wanted to, solid options uh for my quarterback spot so that that's what i did it's worked out well for me in this uh, for this year at least yeah it sure has uh and you know we were you know we we're in this together and uh you know i i drafted six you drafted fifth you're right before me you took josh allen i took delvin cook so that that tells you how our, our seasons went i actually made the playoffs i was happy to do that but that that was about it uh uh, it just all around, I kept on finding reasons to, or kept on making the wrong choice. Round two, I take Cam Akers, you take Aaron Jones. I guess that, I guess you win round two also. But uh, <laughs> uh, so it goes, because we draft in July also. So that that's the other thing for people to realize this is well before the Akers injury. But it's a fun format. I love how it brings people from our industry. It, it just illustrates, there's over 2,000 people in this contest. It illustrates how big our community really is. Yeah, I agree. It's just an awesome contest because you have, guys like us in it and then regular people can play with us as well and just brings everybody together there's only you only have one entry too so i think it it doesn't water down the format like some other other big contests too but like you said it brings everybody together it's for a great cause you can donate uh to the different charities for this cause as well and it's just just an awesome awesome contest and i think it's it's great that scott fish puts puts this together because i know it's probably a ton of work on his part and he's just doing this you know, to, to give back to the community and also give back to uh, right. his charities and people that have benefited from this. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, he's done a fantastic job with that. Uh, and it, it's a super fun contest to play in. And I'm thoroughly enjoying it there. So, um, yeah, it'll, it'll be neat to do this next summer. Um, I, and the thing is, it's it's a little different every year, too. So it keeps us on our toes, too. But if I ever play this format again, I will probably prioritize quarterback a little bit more than I did. <laughs> uh, I, I Waited till I don't know when did I, I my first quarterback was like the seventh round so I really waited and it was Ben Roethlisberger and yeah that didn't work out so well yeah. so <laughs> uh, yeah I did get Cooper Cup I did get Cooper Cup oh, everywhere wow. and that was useful but yeah. uh, probably the reason I made the playoffs was Cooper Cup and that and only Cooper Cup because everything else was just I'm looking at my draft and like oh my god this is this is a disaster <laughs> but so it goes uh, <laughs> uh, and it wasn't like I was uh, as a visionary I took uh, Cooper Cup in like the sixth round so everybody had five bites of the apple beforehand too so um, yeah I took Robert Woods I took him in the fourth uh, fifth round I think so I took yeah. him for Cooper Cup and I actually looked at my draft just like you because I was wondering how it played out I had Amon Saint Amon Ross Saint Brown I took him late and I dropped him early in the year so obviously that was a poor decision on my part yeah. because he really could have helped me down the stretch even more uh, with my team, who's which is solid, but having him, he's been unbelievable these last three weeks. Yeah. And you know, that it illustrates one thing, you know, even the best teams 
have some really bad mistakes made in there. You know, I, we always do talk a lot of NFPC on the, the, the podcast, our NFFC on the podcast, our radio shows and all that. Well, I usually have the overall winner and they're like, oh yeah, I made this horrible decision here. And you know, it's, it's, it's funny, you know, person that's wiping out the field still makes mistakes unless you're field assault, uh, dissolve. Uh, but, uh, you know, he, he just, he's, he was the robot. He didn't make mistakes at all. But, uh, anyways, um, you know, you're with RT Sports, real-time fantasy sports. You guys have uh, your own playoff contest coming up. You guys have had run your own leagues. What are you seeing, like, for the top teams in your contest right now? Is there any commonality? It's like you mentioned, Cooper Cup. He's been on everybody's roster that I've noticed in the top. I do a, a weekly stream where I look at the top teams, and it's it's Cooper Cup. That's the common common theme is him because, like you said, you got him in the fifth sixth round and a lot of drafts and I mean he's been unbelievable I don't think anybody saw this type of season coming from him that's been the big theme for me is him and Jonathan Taylor too obviously there's been a couple teams near the top that have both Taylor and Cooper Cup so those teams are obviously tearing it up this year I know Taylor had a little bit of a down game last week still not terrible but not great for his standards so that that likely hurts some teams in the playoffs but overall it's Cooper Cup Jonathan Taylor those guys have just been phenomenal this year and great values for everybody that took them yeah those guys didn't get in the end zone last week breaking long streaks for both of them but they still got over 100 yards respectively so still didn't kill you that's for sure but uh yeah absolutely they've been fantastic this year um and it's funny you know uh, i you you see teams that are doing well without those guys then you really realize they're scrambling pretty well it's been a weird year because you know usually there's some separation with quarterbacks and in the fishbowl format there was still you know the efficiency matters a little bit and Allen obviously provided that but I think that there hasn't been the big separation between the top quarterbacks in the next tier as much, as stark as it has been in previous years. And there's obviously been some ebb and flow there with that too. Yeah, definitely. I agree with that. I usually, I broke what I normally do. I usually wait on a quarterback in all my leagues, but the Scott Fishbowl, different formats, you do that. But I waited in most of my leagues and I think you can get away. You could get away with that this year. Cause guys like Matt Stafford, Jalen Hurts, you could get them after the top guys go and they still been, near the top in scoring. Even guys like Kirk Cousins, they've been good streamers that have done well throughout the year as well. So like you said, there's not a huge separation this year. So I think that's why you don't see a a common theme with a lot of these top teams in these championships with a certain quarterback on their roster. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Before we hit up the uh, top breaking news of the day, I wanted to uh, get share a quick note from our friends at WinBet. If there's a one thing we appreciate here at RotoWire, it's making good decisions and even more so making the right decision. Listen up, folks. I have an incredible offer for you with RotoWire's newest partner, WinBet, the premier digital casino and sportsbook app. WinBet is now the exclusive sponsor for RotoWire's fantasy podcast. WinBet brings you all the latest action with a user friendly interface, money line bets, boosted parlays, over unders, round robins, live betting, and so much more are at your fingertips. Want a break from sports betting? Head into WinBet's digital casino and take a spin on roulette, double down on blackjack, slam the slots, or try your hand at baccarat. WinBet is currently available in seven states, Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia, while rapidly expanding. At WinBet, the possibilities are limitless. WinBet is currently offering all RotoWire listeners a risk-free bet up to $500 on your first wager. Download WinBet now. That's W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. WinBet, the exclusive partner for RotoWire's fantasy podcast. I'm here with Jeff Parr from RT Sports. Jeff is in the top 20. For the Scott Fishbowl Championship, he runs a lot of contests over at RT Sports. Uh, Jeff, I want to talk, though, the big news that we've been talking about, and this kind of broke yesterday, was the change in the NFL and NFLPA's uh, COVID protocols. 
switching from 10 days to five days in terms of the quarantine. It's allowing a lot of players to come back. I just saw a, you know, news crawling across the wire. Gabriel Davis and Cole Beasley have been activated by the Bills. Previously, you know, they're going to be out 10 days. Davis was going to have to miss this upcoming game. He's now good to go, I guess. Uh, and I think we're going to see that with a lot of players this week. Yeah, definitely. It's huge news because these guys aren't, if they test early in the week, if they test and, and test positive, they can still come back. Uh, I still have a little concerns depending on the severity because we've seen guys that come back like, like from last week that didn't do quite great in their first game back from COVID. Yeah. So that's a little bit of a concern for me because I don't think it's just, you know, this illness is crazy and you don't know how it's going to affect you. So it's definitely something to watch still. I, I wouldn't feel, you know, completely great with fringe players that are uh, coming back from COVID uh, quickly like this. But overall, it's, it's great news for a lot of fantasy owners who don't have to scramble quite as much uh, to fill their lineups for these championship games. Yeah, that, and I think you brought up a good point. It affects everybody differently. Like Allen Robinson's already missed two games. He got activated on Monday, but he said he lost 10 pounds. Yeah. And he, he thinks that conditioning is going to be a problem this week. We'll see. Maybe he just doesn't want to play with the Bears quarterbacks. But, um, <laughs> you know, I, I – I, but it, it does illustrate the point that there are going to be some guys that are going to de- have different reactions to this, different issues with it. Some would be, ah, there's no problem. It's, you know, and others, you know, we'll see. But uh, the big issue surrounding it is going to be Carson Wentz. Uh, with it moving from 10 to five days, he now has a chance to be eligible, depending on what time that happened. I, the news broke at like roughly around uh, one o'clock Eastern, you know, about one fifteen or so Eastern time yesterday afternoon, which if, so uh, doing doing my little math, that puts us past the one o'clock start time on Sunday. However, the test probably happened before that. Um, that's going to be one of those things. Like, when did he test? When, when, you know, what's exactly five days? Is it measured from where? What? Who measures asymptomatic? You know, these are these are things that you still have to bring up that are issues. Yeah, it's definitely going to be tricky because there's there's more to it than just you know the five days. You have to not have symptoms, like you said, and. Supposedly they have to get checked out by a physician too. I think I read that as well to be cleared, to be allowed to play. So it's it's definitely not you know cut and dry situation still, but it's still positive news in my opinion uh, for people for this weekend though because a lot of these guys could play in that shorter window than they had been, but that that they have been you know subjected to before. Yeah, that's right. Uh, but speaking specifically about this Colts Raiders game, this is a tough one to figure out. Obviously, you know, it's a huge difference if it's uh, Sam Erlinger versus Wentz at quarterback. So much as we mock on, you know, rag on Wentz, um, and he he's earned it. But, you know, it's definitely one of those where, you know, it's a big difference. And it's funny, I, I was tracking the line movement of this game. It was opened up at seven and a half. As soon as that Wentz news broke, it dropped all the way down to one and a half. It's now been bet back up to six and a half in most outlets. So obviously, you know, betters are thinking that Wentz is going to play. Yeah, that's a huge, it's a huge, huge difference. I mean, teams still are going to stack the box trying to stop Jonathan Taylor, but Wentz can at least keep him a little more honest. And he's made some big plays at times. Like you said, he deserves all the criticism uh, that he does get, but he's played pretty well at times. And I think he's been an upgrade for them at quarterback this season. So it's a, it's a huge, huge difference. And, uh, you know, I'm not touching this game until I know that uh, Wentz is playing before I make any bets uh, on right. the Raiders game. Right. It's not and it's not just Wentz. Also, it's his offensive line, too. Uh, Quentin Nelson, they had like four starters missing in that Arizona game. Not all of them are COVID. Some of them are just actual injuries, too. But uh, that's obviously a big deal is if, they, you know, whether they, you know, Taylor's going to have those holes to run through. He had a 
it, it was a struggle last week. When you lose your entire offensive line, including players just before the game, yeah, of course, you're gonna it's gonna be a little trickier there. Uh, but that's a big difference. And plus, this is a big game for both teams. Both teams are fighting for playoff spots. You know, the Raiders, they don't look the part to me, but they're eight and seven. So they're still in the hunt, you know, and this is a huge game for both teams. Yeah, definitely. The Raiders are kind of, you know, they're emblematic of the entire football season, in my opinion, because they're so up and down that it's just so hard to predict this year. And that's kind of how they've been throughout yeah. the year. They look great one week, next week they look terrible. And it's just, it, they're hard to figure out. But like you said, they're still in the hunt, still got a chance to play, could face another backup quarterback this week, which is good news for them. But uh, I, I like the Colts in this one, though, just because of, of Jonathan Taylor. And that defense is still pretty good, in my opinion. I think they can shut down uh, Las Vegas. Yeah, I think so, too. And it's interesting. Derek Carr, for a while, was a fantasy viable quarterback. Not not really so much anymore. Um, he And I, they haven't had Waller. I think that's just a that's a big part of it there. There's some talk that Waller might try to practice today. So we'll see if that happens. Uh, obviously, getting him back would be a big change for that lineup. Yeah, definitely. Waller's a huge difference maker. Foster Moreau is actually a guy I kind of like this week if he does start. He's been yeah. getting a few more targets. Colts haven't been good against a tight end as well. So I'm going to watch that situation. But Waller... He, he's a huge difference maker for Carr, definitely. Yeah, absolutely there. Uh, the, Josh Jacobs got his first 100-yard rushing game and since last season, I think, uh, last week against the Broncos. So, you know, I don't know if you can count on that against the Colts. I think it'll be a tough ask. We'll see if Darius Leonard plays. I think that's part of it. But, uh, you know, I, I do think that it's going to be one where uh, we'll watch and see. And we're going to have to wait till Saturday, Sunday, which is pretty much true the last few weeks anyhow. It's been crazy, this news cycle how every 30 minutes there's some big bombshell item. Yeah, definitely. And it, it's affecting the way I'm approaching championship games. I'm in a couple this week, but I'm making sure I have some viable options on my bench because yeah. you don't know what's going to break. And I'm, I'm advising people to do that as well. I mean, get guys on your bench, even if you don't think, I mean, in the past, I always say start your studs and go with them in the playoffs, but it's different this year. You don't know if your stud's going to be there. So even if you have a great starting lineup with Joe Mixon, Nick Chubb, and you know, Boston Scott's out there on your waiver wire and he's a better option. What you have on your bench, go get him. Cause I think you have to be smart about it. You don't know what's going to happen. You don't know what's going to happen up to the last minute of the, you know, before the inactives come out. So I, I would just be smart about it and make sure you have good options on your bench at all your positions, because you don't know when this, this illness is going to strike. Yeah. And to that point, if you got a player in the Sunday night game or the Monday night game, you, you need to have a pivot. Uh, and that's it's hard to take up a roster spot for that. Uh, and it's especially if it's a quarterback. Like last week, I was stuck starting two in a couple of places. I had Lamar Jackson. Okay, great. I'll pick up Tyler Huntley. Okay, great. Now who do I have? Okay, I'll go to a – but I picked up Ian Book just in case Tua went on the COVID IR just before the start of the game. Because I just didn't want to get stuck with a zero there. Uh, yeah. because, and, and it's frustrating dealing with that. But uh, I think you need to do things like that. And granted, I would have got like two points. but Or in Scott Fishbowl, probably negative 30. I don't know. It was it was pre- pretty hideous performance. But uh, that that the Saints were just they, – they were COVID-racked as bad as anybody last week. Um, so, yeah, the point is, you know, those standalone games, those late games, you have an extra burden there. Yeah, most definitely. And you're going to do things you normally would never do. But championship week, too, you can afford to drop some people you probably wouldn't drop as well. So I would feel – you know, better about dropping some players you wouldn't drop early in the year because no one can pick them up, you yeah, know, that's right. As yeah, well. That's so a, it's something. Yeah. Especially if you're not going to use them, drop them period. Yeah. And then it's, and you can and pick, I believe in picking up players to, to play a little defense too, you know, and you're in a championship game. 
you've got a guy that is out there like a Boston Scott, like you mentioned. You may not use him, but prevent your opponent from using him. You know, how many people lost to Justin Jackson last week? You know, they could have picked him up. Uh, and, and and if they had the hammer to pick him up and didn't use it, you know, shame on them. Yeah, I, I did that in one of my leagues. I picked up both Boston Scott and Dar. I'm not going to pronounce his last name with Jacksonville because I'm going to butcher it. Ogun Benwali, yes. <laughs> yeah, I picked him up because the guy I'm playing this week in my championship had Clyde Edward Tolaire and his bench is not good. And I know Edward Tolaire might not play. And then if he doesn't play and he's he has a really poor bench, I just picked up two of the best options on the waiver wire, in my opinion, playing a little defense, like you said. I think it's something you you should think about. Yeah, I did that in the uh, flex uh, Jake Jake Seeley's contest, uh, the flex super flex online league, and uh, but then I ended up using Jackson. I, I was like, okay, well, I actually think he's a better thing because, and it's a super flex league, and I only used one quarterback last week. Uh, it was one of those weird things. I have just I'm loaded at wide receiver. I had five receivers I wanted to use, and they all they all produced, so that was nice. So, but uh, point it, but I was like, I was looking at, okay, you know what? He's actually better than Trevor Lawrence this week. So let's just go Jackson, and yeah, that worked out. Yeah, definitely. You you gotta you can't always just throw those two quarterbacks out there if, if one guy's not doing great. I, there's no problem at all. I have no problem at all, especially in a you know the standard PPR format with rolling out somebody's gonna rack up those catches or get those total yards. So I I, I have no problem with that at all. Yeah, because usually I, I, in a super flex league, I preach just start the quarterback. But I think yeah. this was just, just a special level. And you know what? I because like, I that was a league where I picked up Tyler Huntley. Was planning on using him. Then obviously the news came down Christmas morning that he wasn't going to play on Sunday. So I was like, okay, great. You know that that was the thing that got me tilted. Is there's all this news happening on Christmas Day, and I'm like, <laughs> just let me step away for 30 minutes. <laughs> I agree. You can never step away at this time of year. I, I hate to say it. I no. always do the same thing. I, you have, you know how work is. You got, you got vacation days to burn. I'm like, I can't take any vacation days. It's, yeah, it's, it's that time of year. I gotta. I'm stuck to this. I gotta, you know, get my rankings updated and keep up with the player notes and all that stuff. So exactly. Do you have away. kids? I do. I have two kids. I have a high schooler and a sixth grade girl. Nice. I've got yep. two high schoolers, but you know, you have to try to make, you know, you have to have that the family work balance. And obviously Christmas, it creates a lot of that tension there too. Uh, but uh, got through it. Okay. But man, just, just stop for a little bit. Just stop spinning. <laughs> Definitely. So you do your rankings uh, and for the weekly, you know, the, the week, it's a tough week this week. I thought there's a couple guys I wanted to bring up at quarterback. Uh, what are you doing with Trey Lance this week? Oh, that's a great question. I mean, I have him as a low-end number two. I, I think the upside's there. You know, good matchup against Houston. I know they've been playing better, but still his rushing ability, uh, you know, he scored, I believe it was, yeah, he scored 20-plus points in week four, had 17-and-a-half in week five in his start. Yeah. So I think the potential's definitely there for him. I mean, in a two-quarterback format, I'm definitely playing him. I mean, if it's your standard league, I would worry a little bit about just because I think the floor is definitely low with him just because, you know, he's a rookie and you don't know right. what he's going to do out there. But, you know, the rushing ability definitely helps his floor. But overall, I would consider him, you know, in that middle pack, uh, number two range, in my opinion. Yeah, I've got him at 13. I think that's uh, maybe a little maybe a little aggressive because we don't even know for sure that he's going to start. Uh, but I'm 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 operating on the assumption Garoppolo can't play with that thumb injury. But we'll see. Um, they're they're going to play that a little close to the vest, but the practice reports will tell the story. If he's not practicing, he's not going to play. 
especially a quarterback. That's always been my rule of thumb. That's why I've been like, you know, tracking Lamar the same way. If he practices, okay, then then I'll rank him. But for now, I'm assuming he's not going to play until he actually gets out there and practices. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, but so I've, I've got Lance at 13. We'll see if I, that sticks. Uh, I might move him a little lower, but like some of the other options that I'd use there as QB twos, like I don't like their matchup. Ryan Tannehill versus Miami. I don't want any of my quarterbacks facing Miami right now. They're a pain in the butt to play against. Yeah, definitely. They, they, they have a great secondary. Uh, they've been playing much better lately. I know the matchups have been favorable for them, but still playing really well. Tannehill's going to be without Julio Jones. I mean, like you said, in that same range, even like Russell Wilson, that's a good question. I mean, would you play Russell Wilson or Trey Lance? I'm, I may actually lean Lance here because Wilson's just been so bad. I was just writing about yeah. him. Uh, I just I don't understand what's going on with him. It, it baffles me, especially with Lockett and Metcalf. Is it the play calling? Is it him being timid? I don't know what's going on. I He just needs a change of scenery, in my opinion. I don't know if he's you know, checked out for their year because they're out of it or what, but he just does not look good in my opinion right now. And he's a guy that is falling yeah. way down in my rankings. Yeah. So I have them back to back. I have them 12 and 13 respectively, okay. but it's because it's Detroit. Although I don't think Detroit's terrible anymore, but yeah. uh, they've actually been playing pretty hard defensively. Uh, but I think he came back too soon. That's my theory. And I think that he's not able to make the throws that he needs to make still. I think he does it at times, but I think he needs a full off season. I think they, I do think he needs a fresh start. I think Seattle's got a bit of a malaise. I think that offensive line is terrible in Seattle. I think that's all a big part of it, but it, we also might be at the decline phase of his career. It's possible. I mean, I don't think he scrambles nearly as well as he used to. Uh, and it's hard to go, to go from a scrambling quarterback to being a pocket passer, uh, maybe not having the same sight lines that he used to have. Uh, that he can't see the field as well. These are some of my theories I'm going with. I don't know. It, it's I think it's complicated. No, I think that's a great point, especially with the scrambling aspect, because he's always had a fairly suspect offensive line throughout his career, and it's always been him kind of improvising, making the plays on the run. But like you said, he doesn't move quite as well as he used to. Maybe he is in the decline phase of his career. It's something to definitely keep an eye on. Yeah, uh, for sure. Um, another One other quarterback before we move on to other positions. Uh, you know, Joe Burrow, he, he won people uh, games last week, but this week he faces the Chiefs. And if you're talking week five Chiefs, you'd be like, yes, I can't wait. But what we've seen from the Chiefs lately, when, ever since Chris Jones moved to the middle, uh, I, I, they're, they're a tough nut to crack. I think they're a pretty tough pass defense. Yeah, definitely. They have a great pass defense. They, like you said, since they've moved Chris Jones, it's just been a different animal for them. They just look – it's just night and day in my opinion. I don't understand how it – it, uh, you know, how they've had such a turnaround. It's just absolutely crazy to me. I love, uh, I still love Joe Burrow, though, uh, even in that matchup against Kansas City. I think he's going to, you know, produce a big game. I think he's still, I still have fifth overall in my rankings for this week. So I still think he's going to have a, a good showing uh, this week, despite the tougher matchup. Tough for me to, you know, get down on too much after last week's monster, monster performance. Right. And I think the Bengals are better when they throw. I think that that's hard to get away from that. Uh, I know they went through a stretch where they're like grinded out against the Raiders there or there that way. They ran the ball a ton against the uh, Steelers a little bit too. And then definitely against the Broncos. Uh, that, that was just an ugly game all around. Like they won, but it was an ugly game. Uh, but I have them at six. So I'm kind of right there with you. Uh, I, I put I put Brady, Mahomes, Stafford, Allen, and Rodgers all over it, all ahead of him. But everybody else is buying them. Yep. 
uh, I'm I'm similar to that too. I have Mahomes, Rogers, Allen, uh, and Brady ahead of them. Okay, we're pretty close there. Yeah. Um, cool. We're going to continue going through some of the top news and ranking issues of the week. Uh, I'm here with Jeff Parr, but first we got a quick note from Yahoo. The NFL season is heating up, and Yahoo is going big on daily fantasy football this season. There will be a ton of big prize contests throughout the year on Yahoo, including multi-entry contests now being shark-free. To celebrate Yahoo going big on DFS as well as Yahoo Daily Fantasy becoming shark-free, Yahoo is giving all users the opportunity to claim free $10 in site credit. Users can take advantage of this free $10 site credit offer to join any paid contest, including Yahoo's biggest contest, the weekly $1 million million DFS NFL Baller Contest. The weekly $1 million contest features $1 million in total prizes, including first place receiving $100,000 and tons of overlay and prizes. Play Daily Fantasy Football on Yahoo this season. Visit sports.yahoo.com slash daily fantasy slash welcome to claim the free $10 offer to get started. All right, I'm here with Jeff Parr from RT Sports. Uh, RT is running playoff leagues, uh, so jump on there. I, I love playing playoff leagues, Jeff. Uh, I've, I've done a bunch of them uh, over time, uh, either you know on various platforms, uh, and sometimes even just like we'll just score it ourselves. Like I've done one on uh, with the radio show every year that we just do a, a spreadsheet on. I love doing playoff drafts. I think it's a it's a blast to just find a way to have some skin in the game. I agree. It's, they're a lot of fun if you've never done them. There's different formats you can do as well. Like you said, we have this huge fantasy uh, championship shootout that we do, $50,000 grand prize. It's kind of like our big fantasy championship game, but for the playoffs. You can only pick two players from each team, though, so there's you know a lot of strategy involved. You have to figure out these teams that are going to advance the farthest, and, and this season it's anybody's guess who's going to make the Super Bowl. So right. they're a lot of fun, though. We have different formats, all different things you can do. Just go to rtsports.com. You can check out everything we have to offer. Like Jeff said, though, that they're a lot of fun if you've never done them. I, I highly suggest it. Yeah, and, you know, there's a lot of different ways to do it. Sometimes you can do a one and done where you can use a player once and then you're done using them. So you have to kind of try to figure out who's going to be around at the end but because you don't want to, like, have nobody to use, but you also you don't want to have that high-scoring guy that goes out in the, in the, in the conference finals or whatever uh, and then not get a chance to use them at all, too. So I, it's, that's one way to play it. I do another one where we do just it's a, a snake draft. And what we do is you're trying to bankroll teams. You're trying to just try to get multiple guys on a, on a top team that's going far. But if you're back in the draft, you may not be able to get that. So you have to try to decide best available versus best on that best remaining from a team you, you're trying to back up. And I, I like that tension, that decision you have to make, too. Yeah. Tough decisions with that with that format, too. Like you said, there's all different ways you can play it. And, and that's what's kind of different. Uh, about the fantasy playoffs because there's so many different ways you can go about setting up a league. We do, we do commissioner service too for playoffs as well. So like you said, you can, you can play around with it and figure out different yeah. ways to run a league and invite your buddies and, you know, just have some fun, keep playing fantasy football, you know, just because regular season's over, it doesn't mean you have to stop. Right. And RT has done always run great leagues. Uh, I, I've played a number of times. They're playing the labor leagues there on RT. So it's a good product. Check it out. Um, and especially if you want to jump in and you don't have a league already, or if you want to have a place to host your league, check that out. Uh, let's talk running backs, Jeff. Uh, there's some interesting names in the top 15 or so, uh, that you wouldn't have expected this time of year. Uh, starting with Rashad Penny. Now Rashad Penny is a feature back 137 rushing, 135 rushing yards last week against the bears home game against Detroit. How high do you have uh, Penny? I actually have him 14 this week. I love Penny this week. Like you said, 100-yard games, two of three, double-digit carries, four straight. Detroit's allowed 100-plus rushing yards, three of four. 
and 180 plus rushing yards four times this season. So they've been susceptible against a run. I think Penny's going to have a another good showing. So I have him just outside, you know, that running back, that running back one uh, uh, yeah. uh, area. I actually have him eighth. Okay. I'm way bullish on him. I don't know. The one thing that's a negative is he doesn't catch a lot of passes, or at least yep. he didn't last week. Uh, and they do have DJ Dallas. They do have Travis Homer. Those guys could jump in. I thought it was noteworthy. Alex Collins was just a scratch last week. They, they, they're they done. The Alex Collins story is done. Um, and I actually had him <laughs> in some places, any port in a storm, you know, you got it. Sometimes you need it. It's, it's desperate. But uh, I think Penny is the better, you know, the better upside player. So uh, I'm glad to see him healthy for a change. I'd like to see this happen next year. He could be the lead back. We'll see what they do with the Seattle team. I mean, what they do with Carson if he even comes back to this team again, um, I, I would really like to see Penny get a shot at being the lead back. I would too. There's always been a lot of hype surrounding him uh, every season. It seems like, it's, like you said, though, it's been injury. He just hasn't been able to stay mm-hmm. on the field. He can stay on the field. Definitely super talented back. And he he's showing his potential right now because this is really the first time he's been able to run with the job and he's done a great job with it. So it'd be interesting to see what he can do over a full season. Damian Harris had three touchdowns last week. He came into the week uh, after having missed the prior week with a hamstring injury. He was listed as questionable, had some limited practices, but Ramondre Stevenson was out with COVID, and Harris went nuts. Uh, the three touchdowns. Now he gets a home game against Jacksonville. This is a pretty pretty choice setup for him. It is, definitely. I have him right behind Penny, ironically. Just yep. kind of the same reason you mentioned, because he doesn't catch passes. So that limits his value a little bit. I know you have to love his touchdown potential in this game against Jacksonville, but still it worries me a little bit that he doesn't catch passes. So that way he, that's why he's not in that elite category just yet, but he should have another good game. I think he could hit the 100-yard rushing mark. He has 100-yard rushing uh, games two straight, so he's been uh, really good despite not getting you know a ton, a ton of work because his season high in carries is 23, but he's usually around that you know, 14, 15 mark, so he's still producing pretty well despite that in that, you know, very good run Patriots offense. Yeah, he is. He really is. And uh, it's the th- that's the thing about the Pats all along is, you know, they can run. It's just a question of who's going to get the ball that particular week. And it, it's been worse in other years. I still remember like the Jonas Lewis uh, thing, you know, Jonas Gray thing, four touchdowns one week, oversleeps, misses, uh, is late to practice the next, and you never hear from him again. Uh, but uh, that that's, that's them in a nutshell. Uh, Ronald Jones, awesome matchup against the Jets, you know, the Jets are the worst team against running backs fantasy wise. Uh, however, do we know that Jones is going to get how much work is he going to get? Is Keyshawn Vaughn going to cut into his work? He still might have enough, even though Vaughn was active last week and, and had the long touchdown. Jones still had 20 carries. I, I think Jones is another good start this week. And I hate I hate to admit it because he's burned me so many times. Yeah, I like Jones a lot this week. I have him 13th in my rankings mm-hmm. uh, just because of the volume last week. You know, he had 20 carries despite Vaughn having that big run. He still was the back. Uh, you have to worry about him in the passing game, too, because he's had a lot of drops in his day. I, I think he's actually a competent pass catcher, but he just has, for whatever reason, had issues on game day. So it's intriguing to me to what he can do in this matchup because I could see Tampa Bay getting up big having to run the ball a lot late in the game to kill the clock. I know they don't always do that because it's Tampa Bay and they like to still throw the ball late in the game. But uh, even with that said, I think uh, Jones could get a lot of work and have a huge, huge game this week. What are you doing with Zeke Elliott? Zeke Elliott, I still have him in the top 10. And it's mainly just because he's finding the end zone. Uh, Mm -hmm. You know, even though he's not doing much 
else because, you know, he's getting his carries, but he's just kind of plodding along. Uh, but he's finding the end zone. I like the rushing matchup for uh, Dallas in this one. I like both Pollard and Elliott this week against a Cardinals rush defense that has really kind of gone south recently. They're a team that's reeling. I think both backs are going to do well in this game, and I like them both for this week. Yeah, uh, he has had a resurgence the last two weeks after some really, you know, turgid outings prior to that. Uh, what about uh, Saquon Barkley? What are you doing with him? How, ba- how how buried is he in your rankings? Yeah, I have him outside, right outside the top 20. It's just so hard. I mean, he's getting the work. He just he just can't find any room to run. And yeah, yeah I think one of these times he's going to break a long runoff. And, you know, he's still super talented. And I, I like his ability, but he's just not getting it done. And it, it's crazy to me to have him ranked behind Devin Singletary and even Melvin Gordon this week. But that's where I have him right now. And I just, I don't have much faith in him. I, I think he's always capable just because he's really talented, but just not a lot, not a player I'm very high on right now. I'm with you. I've got him at 25. Uh, and I, I have him ahead of Singletary, but behind like Deonta Foreman, Devontae Freeman, Cordell Patterson, I've kind of got lower this week. Finally, he only played 25 snaps last week. Uh, I don't know why Atlanta is limiting him as much as they are, but they are. Uh, and, that, that, you know, it was a close game last week, and he played as few as snaps, basically, uh, which is kind of scary. Yeah, definitely. And he's not getting work in the passing game right now, too, which is a concern for me uh, yeah. with his value. Because that's always helped him, even when he hasn't, you know, done much on the ground running the ball. But he's, he's got those catches. He's not even getting the catches right now. So I have him a lot lower than I have in recent weeks as well. Yeah. Uh, Boston Scott, is he this week's Justin Jackson? Oh, I don't think so. I don't trust that situation. I like the matchup because Washington's kind of reeling right now. But they're not very good against the pass. So I think they're going to have more success throwing the ball. I just don't know if I totally trust Scott in the situation, how they use him and Phil, how Philadelphia uses their backs. Kind of a, another situation if Jordan Howard is healthy. I think he's going to be in the mix as well. I don't think he has quite Justin Jackson potential, in my opinion. I think you're probably right. Um, it, you know, it, it's a good matchup, but it's not like a smash matchup. And as you alluded, you know, he might have to share like goal line carries. We'll see what happens Jordan Howard and his stinger. I think that's, uh, you know, We'll see. Then again, the practice reports are going to tell the story for us. We know Miles Sanders is not going to play. They could do something like put Kenneth Gainwell in in goal line situations just to mess with us because that's what they do. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I, I've got him in my top 20. I do oh, have wow. him as a startable back. Uh, but, again, there's some fluidity to those rankings. I'm gonna, I, I always do an update on Thursday and another one uh, uh, Saturday night slash Sunday morning, you know, Frankly, as news breaks, you know, if anything huge happens. Uh, One last running back situation before I move on to wide receivers. Uh, What are you doing with the Chiefs running backs? What are you doing with Darrell Williams? What are you doing with Derek Gore? Uh, I'm assuming no CEH this week. Yeah, I'm assuming that too. I really like Williams a lot. I know Gore had some play last week, but Mm -hmm. Williams has been the back when uh, CEH has been out. And he's had two games with 20-plus fantasy points. He's racked up the catches too. He has – two games, one with nine catches, another with six, and he has at least three catches, three or four games. So even with Edward Hilaire in the lineup, he's been getting catches. So I like that aspect of his game. I think it could be a shootout. I think he has top 20 potential. I actually have him 23rd right now in my rankings, uh, yep. Daryl Williams, but uh, I think he definitely could be a guy that could actually outperform my current ranking at this point because I think the potential is there for a high-scoring game, a lot of fantasy points. I think he's going to catch passes as well. 
And just uh, news that kind of came down uh, with uh, the Bengals, Jermaine Pratt, one of their linebackers, is just put on the COVID list. Uh, they're already without uh, one of their other top linebackers in Logan Wilson. So, you know, that's something you look for is like maybe the Chiefs will look to exploit that. I think that uh, could help him. So I have him at 24. So I'm right there with you. I think he could, uh, with the, the potential for a higher upside. I just worry that maybe Gore cuts into his workload a little bit. But I, I wouldn't get, get, yeah, pick too much apart from last week because it was such a blowout against the Steelers. So I wouldn't really look into the workload issue it's so much. Once they knew that CEH was hurt, they probably didn't want to expose Williams as much once the game was in hand. Yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat with you. I think that's why it was kind of a game flow situation with why Gore got a little more playing time there. I'm not I'm not quite too worried about him in this matchup. Right on. Um, before we move to wide receivers, one last uh, read from our friends, friends at Thrive. Thrive is back for another season of fantasy football, and they're running huge guaranteed contests each week this NFL season. With Thrive Fantasy, you can eliminate the countless hours of research and focus on only the top-tier athletes that have the biggest impact on the game. Sign up today and get a free six-month RotoWire subscription. Here's how you claim your free RotoWire subscription. One, visit rotowire.com slash thrive. Two, deposit a minimum of $10 and receive a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. And three, play in your first paid contest and receive that free six-month RotoWire subscription. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thanks to our friends at Thrive. Thanks to uh, the Blue Wire Network for hosting all of our podcasts this season. I'm here with Jeff Parr from RT Sports. Jeff is in the uh, finals of the Scott Fishbowl. One of 20 people still left in that contest. Uh, so we're going to be uh, cheering him on. He was in my league. So I guess that's a mixed bag. I, I drafted so poorly that you could put together such a monstrous <laughs> lineup, but especially because we we're right next to each other. So I shouldn't be too happy about it, but I am happy for you. Uh, we've met a few times in Vegas at FSTA and all that. So I always like someone that I know doing well. Uh, but uh, let's talk wide receivers real quick okay. because uh, some interesting ranks this week. Tell me, what are you doing with DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett and all, you know, and just the Seattle game as a whole? I don't, I just I don't trust him. It seems like it's one or the other every week. So it's yep. I mean, you can't really bench him if you have him on your team because you, I mean, you probably used a lot of draft capital on him and they're probably your best options and they still have high ceilings, but I have them both outside my top 20. I actually have DK Metcalf. I think I'm 27 right now and I know he scored last week, but he still had just two catches. Yeah. Previous week previous week he had 12 targets, so that was encouraging, but then Went back down, just had two catches last week. So it's, they're just hard guys to trust right now. It's, it seems it's one or the other. And I have a hard time, uh, you know, feeling great about them, either of them, in this, even if it's a pretty good matchup against the Lions. Yeah, I've got them 19-20 respectively, but only because, like, there's certain guys that aren't playing this week or there's bad quarterback issues. Like, Terry McLaurin, I have below them uh, right now. I have, like, Ayuk and Mooney below them. But, and it, it's... It's close. It's really close. I mean, I also have Amon Ross St. Brown at 30. I, I haven't fully bought in, but I, I can move him a little higher too. We'll see. But, uh, the, you know, it, it's really hard to say, okay, you shouldn't be starting Metcalf. Like, you're really going to start Hunter Renfro over DK Metcalf? Yeah. Yeah, I am. I am. I, I, I would do that. Uh, so th- that's one of the tough ones. Uh, couple other guys i thought that let's talk st brown a little bit here you you talked about how you drafted you actually saw the value and drafted him but didn't have the time the ability to hold on to him maybe you know there's you know bye weeks and all that that kicks in but uh what are you doing with him next year what are you doing with this week and what are you doing with him next year that's a great question i still love him this week i mean last week was what sold it for me because he still produced uh with the quarterback situation that they had i mean he has double-digit targets four straight games, so he's getting a ton of volume, 20-plus points, three of those four games. So I still – I love him. I actually have him 14 in my rankings this week. Okay. I still think uh, – I, I, I trust him, and I'm I'm plugging – I actually have him in one of my championship games, and I'm plugging and playing him, and I'm feeling good about him. Next year, I don't know. It, it worries me a little bit to what they're going to do. You know, obviously they're going to need to add some more weapons at wide receiver because it's him, and that's it. So – I could see them going all in on somebody, maybe, you know, bumping him down a little bit. But I still think he definitely has some potential. Talented guy. Uh, He's definitely progressed this year. He's shown that he's, you know, grown from early in the year, which, you know, was a reason I probably let him go because he did next to nothing the first three weeks. But now he's getting going. And I I still think he has some potential going forward. I want to see what they do in the offseason. But yeah, uh, he's a player that I'm kind of 
you know, feeling pretty good about going forward. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's going to be golf as his quarterback next year, just due to the cap hit. Yeah. Uh, but you know, you know, even if they cut him, they only save like $500,000. So um, I think it, at least through next year, you'll see golf at quarterback. And I don't see why they cut him actually, uh, but we'll, we'll see. I mean, I, I, especially with ne- next year's draft class, not being that great. Anyhow, I think you just yeah. ride with golf. Cause you can see how, how ugly it can get otherwise there on the waiver yeah. wire in real life. Um, Couple other guys I thought of of note here that are kind of interesting. I, I do agree that it's St. Brown's pretty uh pretty is getting close to the circle of trust, but you're going to be watching Adam Thielen very closely. You've got him in fishbowl. I don't think he's going to play. I, I saw the way he reacted to that injury. I'm I'm pretty pessimistic. Yeah, I'm not high on him either. Just I mean, he was in and out of that game. It looked like he was done at one point when he went down uh, with his ankle. It was really frustrating. Kind of threw his helmet. So yep obviously not right it's a huge game for them that that would be the only reason that i think he might try to gut it out again just because such a big game for them and they kind of need him out there but you know if he's not effective and he's not doing a great job uh on the field you know i could see i could see them maybe you know holding him out like you said yeah uh if Thielen does not play where does kj osborne rank for you oh good question i i would put him i mean i wouldn't bump him up you know in a crazy territory maybe around that 30-ish mark uh because he's definitely uh you know he, he had seven targets last week even with Adam Thielen out there and he has seven plus targets three or four games so he's getting some volume and I think they could be playing from behind against Green Bay having to throw the ball so I know Green Bay has a good secondary but it you know even with that said if they're playing from behind they're gonna have to throw it I would move him up in that you know 30th range I think he definitely has some potential for this week cool um any uh, other sneaky plays at wide receiver that you like this week? Good question. Uh, sneaky plays. I actually kind of like Robbie Anderson a little bit this week. One guy I kind of – Okay, that's sneaky. Up, yeah, moving up my rankings. He has double-digit targets, two or three games. Quarterback situation has been terrible for them, but he's still playing his best. You know, he hasn't done much at all this year, but he's playing his best mm-hmm. of late. So that's kind of encouraging to me. I think he's better – if uh, Sam Darnold's throwing throwing him passes, but still he's getting a lot more volume lately. So he's a guy I kind of have moved up a little bit in my rankings. Rashad Bateman too is another guy that I think could have a good game this week in a game that I think Ravens are going to have to score some points against the Rams. I know they have a good secondary, but still they've been a little susceptible to the pass. I think he could get volume too. Laquan Treadwell's another guy that is yeah. uh, inching up my rankings, at least four catches, uh, five straight games. So not flashy, but consistent. And that's all you can ask for, you know, sometimes. So I think he's a guy that I would, uh, you know, consider using as maybe a you know low end number three, if you're desperate for a flex play this week. Yeah. I've got Treadwell at 40, um, but yeah, that's right in the range, obviously, you know, it, it's kind of like the guys around him are like Marquez Calloway, Michael Gallup, Van Jefferson. I actually like Jefferson a lot this week too. Uh, that, uh, my colleague Jim Coventry uh, calls the Ravens a pass funnel right now because of their <laughs> secondary injury. So, uh, yeah, I, I think that I do like it. You know, and you, I think you're right about Bateman. I think he he's a fun he's a fun player. He's going to be a really good player in this league. I think. Yeah, I agree. I'm I'm really high on him. I think he's uh, you know a very exciting player. And even Marquise Brown's been better this year. I know mm-hmm. he, you know he has at least five catches, five straight games. So he's been really consistent. Uh, despite not having a ton of yards at times, but still he's been, at least he's been a lot more consistent than last year, which was a very frustrating season for uh, Brown owners. Indeed. Jeff, let's talk about you a little bit. Um, 
you've been i know you've been in the f in the in the with rt for a while but how long when how did you get your start uh i actually used to you know did the local newspaper scene type thing but then i i got a job with the sporting news and i was in the books department there as an editor uh for a few years and then after that uh with them i moved up and started working doing fantasy stuff with uh, the sporting news after a couple seasons in the book department and then we all know the sporting news kind of went a little you know, downhill yeah. there with a lot of moves and whatnot, reorganization. And and then I got hooked up with these people at Real Time Fantasy Sports, and I've been with them for 16 years now. So I've been in the industry. I, I was with the Sporting News for about five years. So I've been in, in the industry, fantasy industry, uh, almost 20 years now. So I've been doing this a long time. Yeah. Got my start with the Sporting News. I was, I was more doing baseball stuff, but now I've moved to the football side. I've always been a better football player, in my opinion. Okay. Uh, that that's how I uh, got my start, you know, at Sporting News. Now I'm here at Real Time Fantasy Sports. Been doing it for close to 20 years now. Yeah, I knew you'd been a long time. I wasn't sure exactly when you started, but you know, I, I, we started '97. Uh, so, and I, I've seen, I saw you at a lot of conferences. So yeah. I, I knew you'd been around for a really long time. But um, you're a St. Louis guy, right? I'm looking at the Cardinals thing in the background there. So with the Rams gone, who do you root for? I root for the Chiefs. My son's kind of adopted them as his team. Okay. We actually saw a Chiefs game against Tennessee this year. It was a terrible game yeah, it <laughs> in was. Tennessee, if you remember. But I do. We made, the, we made the trip there, but it's kind of been my team now. The Chiefs rooting for them. Uh, they're still in our state, so we'll, I'll lay claim to them. <laughs> okay, that's cool. So, like, my folks are in Wichita, Kansas. I went to high school there, but I don't really claim being from Kansas. But uh, I was only there for three years. Uh, but my my, fam- my my brother and my parents, they're Chiefs fans, so uh, I can share that with you there. Uh, it's just a three-hour drive, so just from the opposite direction, basically. Um, and uh, But they're, they're a fun team. So this is a big week. So I'm a Bengals fan, so we're, okay. we're kind of at, at loggerheads here. But Because, uh, yeah. see, I grew up in Indy, but before the Colts moved there, I, I think I was 12 years old when the Colts moved to Indy, and they were terrible. So I just stuck with the Bengals. Uh, I started with them, and I – my dad is one of them who made me a Bengals fan. I stayed. He switched. But, you know, go figure. Uh, but, uh, anyway, I'm hoping the payoff's there. Now that we've got Burrow, I've waited all this time. Maybe they're actually good. Who knows? Don't get, yeah, me, get my hopes up too high. But They definitely have the potential. I love that offense. Man, those three three weapons at receiver, Burrow, you guys are set for a while offensively. So that's exciting times to be a Cincinnati fan, in my opinion. Yeah, it is. It is. And then, you know, hopefully we can address, like, defense and the offensive line in the draft next year because we got all the skill position players we need. So be interesting to see how, how that comes comes to fruition, but it uh, should be a lot of fun. Uh, Jeff, I want to thank you for joining us today. Uh, this was a lot of fun. Good luck in the Scott Fishbowl Finals and all your finals. Thanks, Jeff. Appreciate it. I had a lot of fun uh, talking with you. Yeah, I, I did as well. You bet. And uh, you can follow Jeff on Twitter at Jeff Parr. That's P-A-U-R. Uh, and of course, check out RT Sports's playoff leagues, uh, all sorts of different ways to play their contest or play your, or host your own league. So check that all out. Uh, we got, uh, tomorrow we got Mario and John. Thanks for listening to the, uh, Rotowire Fantasy Football Podcast. Have a great day. Mother's Day is almost here and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, Movement has something she'll love. And right now, you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during Movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com.